from WKYT Podcast, this is Uniquely Kentucky. I'm your host, Amber Philpotts. Hello, podcast listeners. I hope this episode finds you doing well. Here in Kentucky, it has been a wild few weeks. We saw three winter storms back to back, then historic flooding hit areas of eastern Kentucky hard, and all while still in the middle of a global pandemic. We all know 2020 was a doozy, but man, oh man, it seems 2021 is shaping up to be quite the year so far as well. Here in Kentucky, March 6th was the anniversary of the state's first confirmed case of COVID-19. And after that, life forever changed. We here at WKYT didn't know what was in store for us. What we did know is that we had a job to do every single day, and that was to report the news. And in the last year, we have had a lot of news to report. Early on in the pandemic, myself, my co-anchor Sam, and our chief meteorologist Chris started a Facebook Friday chat where we did just that. But it was also a way to connect with our viewers who at the time were being asked to be healthy at home. So for this episode of Uniquely Kentucky, we have come together again. I've asked my TV husbands to join me as we look back over one of the wildest news years that we have ever seen. Uniquely Kentucky with Amber Philpot is brought to you by the WKYT News and Weather Apps, available on the App Store and Google Play. Welcome into Uniquely Kentucky. I have some guests that you may or may not know. I hope that you know them. They are my partners in crime every single night on WKYT, Sam Dick and our chief meteorologist, Chris Bailey. Gentlemen, welcome. Oh, it's a pleasure and an honor. Always good to be here. This is my second go around on this podcast. That it is. I did a Christmas episode with you once. You're but right. it's also Sam's second go around. Dang so don't, it. I thought I had a leg up. Yeah, on don't Sam. get too excited there. So <laughs> we wanted to, it, it's been a year since the first COVID case was found here in Kentucky. And so, you know, early on, we kind of got together when we were all in sort of lockdown, if you will. And we got together and we would do our Facebook Fridays, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we yep. had a lot of fun with that. And then, you you know, we kind of um, let those go by the wayside just because there was a lot of other heavy news going on at the time and we just didn't think it was appropriate. So we thought that it being a year, maybe we would just talk today and see how the year has gone. So fellas, we've made it. Um, so if I had to ask each one of you, when you look back to Sam, you weren't even here March 6th when the news came out. You were actually off work. Uh, it was a Friday and I had taken a long weekend so that my wife and I could go see her parents in uh, Illinois. And I distinctly remember, uh, even though I was off that day, I was keeping track of email. And sometime between like 5 and 6 p.m. that day, that night, I saw an unusual email I had never seen from our news director that said, Everybody in the station, don't go anywhere, stay here. And I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? And I, I knew it must have been big. Right. And, and you were here, of course, for yeah. the first one from your Absolutely. home county. Yeah, and, and, and that for me is still um, so surreal because in many ways it feels like it was just yesterday. And then in many ways it feels like it's been five years. Yeah. But to sit here and at the time when the governor announced that we have our first confirmed case, all we knew uh -huh. was that the person was in isolation in the hospital here in Lexington. So that kind of led us to believe, okay, it could be someone from Lexington, it might not be. Um, and then as word kind of started to trickle out and I left the set and I started to get word and I, we found out that it was indeed someone from, from Harrison County. And my thought immediately went to, hey, I don't even know enough about this. 
are my parents going to be okay? Yeah. Mm. Is my husband going to be okay who works there every day? And I immediately thought about every single person in Harrison County and thought, I, I you don't know, I wanted to be worried, but I didn't want to be worried because sure. I didn't know enough about it. Because at that time, I remember very distinctly, we were saying, well, the flu kills more people, right? you right, know, right, right. And, and that just goes to show how much we have learned yeah. in a year about this. So did the governor go live? Yeah, we yeah, got the word. Announcement. Yeah. We got word right before the five o'clock, probably during the five o'clock news that we were going to have a news conference and we sort of maybe suspected, but I don't think any one of us could have ever understood what one live news conference on a Friday afternoon was going to set off for the state for yeah. this country for the so chain, many individuals the the chain effects from all, from yeah. that one i remember i to show you how times have changed that day i had done school visits <laughs> on that same friday myself included yeah i had done several school visits that day so i was not working on air but i came in here and was in the in the booth up there the producer director booth watching everything unfold mm -hmm. from up there just in regular street clothes. And it was amazing to be in there at that exact moment when you're seeing the governor make that announcement and you're, you know, Amber's doing, uh, you know, the, the first of what turned into many, many long days for you guys taking notes yeah. from Governor Bashir's press conferences. I don't think I've gone through as many legal pads in my almost 18 years of news as I have in the last sure. year. And that is, that is, um, Kind of making fun, but also being the, are complete you keeping serious. Those? You're keeping. Those, I, I right? do. I keep yeah. all of those. Actually, I've, yeah. I've always kept my notepads from my years. Because those news. are those are historic now. They are. I mean, to a point, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, you're, you know, to your point too. I think back on again how how things have changed, and um, this is a podcast, so we know that you're listening. But um, we are still sitting in our respective spots, right. um, very socially distanced away from each other here. Um, um, at this point in time. But Chris, I think back, you and I that very week had gone to Moorhead together. That's right. We had done um, a school visit over there for career day at Moorhead State University. The Friday of the first case, I had been to two elementary schools, you know, my entire day. I was Read Across America week, so I'd been doing that at school. And um, you just think about how we just went and did and you didn't think anything mm -hmm. about it. And then, wow, the and schedule gets cleared. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the following week that I had a guest come in for, at the time, the seven o'clock half hour, and it was Dr. Fox. Mm -hmm. Am I right about That's that? That's right. Yes. And, and so we were used to having people come in to the station as a guest for that program and for other things. And as it turned out, he was, I think, our last guest mm -hmm. who then got COVID-19 yeah. and it almost killed him. It did. And, and um, we have been fortunate enough, I've been fortunate enough to sit down and do a follow up with Dr. Fox. We just had him on our uh, one year look back special. And I remember also, you know, at the time we didn't know that it was necessarily Dr. Fox, but we sort of, you know, kind of counted back and could figure out. But we had to do some serious thinking here about you had been in contact with Dr. Mm -hmm. Fox. How close had we come in contact with yeah. someone? And um, Dr. Fox did, he spent about a month in the hospital um, he was one of the one of the patients that was early on um, received a very early treatment of convalescent plasma, a donation from another patient who had COVID-19. Didn't know if it was really going to work, but Dr. Fox certainly credits it, you know, with helping to save his life through all of this. And one of the reasons I bring that up is that I remember after he was here and I remember at some point soon after that, our news director said there are going to be no more guests. Mm -hmm. And at the time I thought, 
Well, that's weird. That's, that's right. You're kidding me. Yeah. We can't have guests anymore? No guests. And now look how common it is. We do Zoom with everybody. Uh -huh. Well, and we joke about when, you know, when we're all fully vaccinated about getting back to our normal spots. But then I think, well, maybe Sam doesn't want me back over there. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm supposed to stay well, over I here. I remember we're all, yeah. How yeah. weird I thought it was that we were being separated because literally when we anchor together normally, we're a foot apart or so. And Chris, yeah. you're not too far right, away. Right, right, right. And now we've kind of gotten used to this, it's, our own little world. Space. It seems normal. Yes. This seems normal now. I wonder it's for, amazing. Yeah. I wonder for both of you, because I, I often tell people, you know, um, that we are a family and that we treat each other like family and we do see each other, I think, more really than we do our own, um, you know, family at home. What has this year taught you in terms of I know for me personally, I didn't realize how I take for granted small things. I'm very close to my mom and dad and being able to spend the night a couple of, a couple of weekends through the month with my parents right. is a big deal. And we have not done that. And I realized that, you know, not being able to hug and love on them, I just, I miss that more than anything. And I've been able to do a little bit more, but I also, I didn't realize, I took my friends for granted. Yeah. I took my best girlfriends yeah. of how much we would do together. So I know that that is something coming out of this that I'm very aware of. And something small for me, but I'm a handshaker. <laughs> if I see someone, you know, like it, it, when I go to Meyer, the greeters, you know, I would always go up, shake mm -hmm. their hand, slap them on the back, mm -hmm. talk to them for a little while. You know, being a good Eastern Kentucky boy like mm -hmm. I am, I never met a stranger. Mm -hmm. But you had to treat everybody like a stranger, essentially yeah. for the past year. Last, last, week, last week, I spoke to a group of Boy Scouts at a church during my dinner break. And at the end, the scout that had arranged for me to come, he's working on his Eagle Scout, so he's about 17 or 18. I instinctively reached to shake his hand. Yeah. And he looked at me weird and kind of touched my hand. And I realized, Amber and Chris, for the first time in a year, I was trying to shake somebody's hand. Isn't and I, I, I knew yeah. it was... It was kind of wrong. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that weird? It is weird. I, I'm I'm a lunger. I will hug anybody. Me too. Yeah. And I will say, um, Monday, uh, it, it, this podcast goes out on the Monday that I was in Estill County live for um, flooding coverage. You know, there were a lot of people that made their way over to us to be live with us, yeah. and. For me, I just can't help myself, and I hug every single one of those people. Now, thankfully, they told me after the fact they'd all been fully vaccinated, but sure. that's just me. Um, and I do that before I even think anymore that you have to take a moment and think, well, maybe, A, they don't want me to hug them, and maybe I shouldn't lunge at them. But that's one of those things for me that has been really hard as well because it's just in my nature to and do that. And it's so hard to see people in need like that and not want to go yeah. give them a hug that had just lost their home in a flood yeah. or you know they're ripping their whole floor out of their mm -hmm. their flood i interviewed a woman in sayersville who uh, her had her uh, basically taken over her father's home of 45 years and lost everything that her father had passed down to her was lost in that mm -hmm. flood you know how do you not yeah. want to hug someone like that Absolutely. and just tell them it's okay or going to be okay you asked amber about you know some of the things we've dealt with and and you know the holidays were just totally different for Thanksgiving, we traditionally have 20, 25 family members mm -hmm. come to our home from different states. It was me and my wife, that yeah. was it. Christmas, the same thing. And you know, I felt some responsibility to you all because I don't know if people at home uh, or people who are listening realize, but most of the people who work at the station have not been here 
Right. It's just been a skeleton crew, and mm -hmm. we've been part of that skeleton crew. So the last thing I wanted to do was give my co-anchor, chief meteorologist, <laughs> yeah. COVID. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And so I, you know, uh, it's that shutdown really makes you respect um, not being able to get up and go like you used to, and hug people and see your loved ones. I haven't seen my wife's parents in, in a year. Sure, absolutely. And that's another thing, you bring up a good point. I don't think that people always, you know, they wonder a, a, about us in here. And, and we have, you know, we still are wearing masks and we're very respective of one another um, and what we're doing, because as you said, it is a skeleton crew in here. And so, you know, knock on wood, we've been, you right. know, very fortunate, I think, here. Um, and But we've all, I think it's probably also given us um, a better sense of um, our relationship with everybody we sure. work with because yeah. we have kind of taken that sense of responsibility that you know if I get sick I don't want you to get sick and we just have realized that about one another and we've kind of all stuck together through this. Your, your brother and sister's keepers. Right? Absolutely yeah. You're all looking out for each other. And, and, and how about this Amber how much do you miss not being able to follow Moorhead State in the NCAA <laughs> tournament, or as you have done in the past, cover the SEC tournament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which will not be the same this year, of course. It's two yeah, years it, in a row. You know, I think about it. I think about it because last year, um, and I am not making light in any any way, but you know, last year, right before the SEC tournament, the tornado had hit Nashville, and I remember thinking that was like the worst thing that could happen, right? A tornado hitting through. Yeah you know, a major area like Nashville, there were already going to be implications about what we were going to do and how we were going to cover that going down for the SEC tournament. And we were thinking that was the worst thing. And then a week, you know, just a few days after that, we get our first case. And then the next week during the SEC tournament, I'll never forget that one day, maybe the 12th or 13th, where it was like news was coming so fast yeah. in terms of what was happening mm -hmm. with the NCAA that it was just, it was mind boggling. But yes, I mean, I, I thought about that watching Moorhead State win on Saturday night, and I remember what it was like 10 years ago. I mean, we, you know, we were there for it, but I mean, I wanted to drive to Moorhead. I wanted to be there on Sunday when they came home. Yeah. You know, we were there. We did a special show, you know, when they were uh, in the selection show and um, it hurts. It hurts that you can't do the same things because I take a huge responsibility in being able to go do that. And for all of the people that can't go, being able to bring them the sights and the sounds of the tournament, I just, that's a huge responsibility to me. And I hate the fact that that's different this year, but it's and different I, for a lot of people. I remember early on you were saying, well, I think it's gonna be, we're gonna go over 100,000 deaths. And I remember thinking to myself, Oh, surely not. Yeah. If someone had told yeah. us in early spring no. last year that we were going to have a half a million Americans dead, yeah. I would have been like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And, and I hope that people realize, too, that, I, and I say, I've said this a lot, and I've posted about this a lot, um, there are days that have been really tough. I mean, in that, I think, Sam, probably March, April, May window of time when we were doing, you know, the full extent of the governor's news conferences, and Every some day. days were really tough, really tough. Um, I've shed a lot of tears sure. for a lot of strangers, a lot of people in this state that I don't know, I'm never going to know them, but I can tell you honestly, I've gone home and I've prayed for a lot of strangers and I've mm. prayed for this state a lot um, through this whole thing. Sure. Because it's tough. And for me, you know, the parent of a senior in high school, mm -hmm. you know, this last year, yeah. just trying to get some sense of some normalcy here. So at, at least we're salvaging a couple of months of in yeah. school, right? So that's a Do good thing. Do you feel thing. like she's been robbed? 
Of course, yeah. You know, and the thing is, uh, the thing of it is, I think more of that way than she does. Hmm. You know, she's very even keeled, mm -hmm. very easy going with it all, and just takes everything in stride. And I try to as well, but at the same point, it's like, you know, I didn't get a go. She's on the dance team at, at Henry Clay, so I, we had no dance team basketball games to go to hmm. this year. All the football games were very limited. You know, and you really didn't have very many fans at all. So, yeah, you know, you, you've kind of been cheated out of a year and a uh, change of, of high school. But I bet you were really looking forward to before the pandemic for her senior year. Oh, absolutely. A, Without question, yes. You know, and, and now making that transition later this year to college, you're just like, okay, let's try to get mm -hmm. everything back to close to normal as we can. You know, so get these vaccinations. Let's keep yeah. wearing those masks. Let's get this thing behind us. Right? Yes. I mean, I don't, that's, that's what we got to do. I don't want to discredit, you know, we have lost a lot of Kentuckians that sadly, you know, they're, they're not going to be with us. Um, a lot of people have suffered in terms of job loss and, and business loss and that kind of thing. But I also always try to find a little positive. So is there anything in your all's lives that because of changes of the way we've had to live our life the last year that maybe has become a positive to you? Hmm. Um, well, I, Zoom to me has been not only professionally a breakthrough with guests, but also with my kids. I have a daughter that lives in Los Angeles mm -hmm. and a son in Wisconsin sure. with his uh, a wife and my grandson. And so we've done Zoom calls and and uh, and that's it's not the same as seeing him, right. but it, it has been uh, helpful. Yeah, it's absolutely. been something. Yeah, and it's also connection. made our jobs a little bit easier too. It has. I tell people it's amazing that we, I don't know why we weren't using Zoom. I don't know why we weren't <laughs> using other things because there have just been a, a wealth of people yeah. that we literally could not get to us or, or we couldn't get to them. And they're literally a click away. And I know for this podcast in general, I probably will not do the podcast the same way ever again sure. because there are so many people that could never get here, mm -hmm. but because of... Yeah. Technology, you know, that's technology that door. was always there. <laughs> technology, we just yeah. weren't forced to use it. Yeah. And well, now the world's never yeah. going to be the same. And we were also kind of stubborn. We we're like, well, we we can't do that right, because right, the right. camera won't be perfect or <laughs> right. the lighting won't exactly. be perfect. Yeah. Well, folks, <laughs> I think the world has given us a pass of what yeah. what has to yeah. look good anymore. Sure. And I think we've learned that, in, and we've given ourselves some grace in the news world. That, I mean, we we were heading that way anyway yeah. because th this is a face for radio, yeah. not TV, that I got. <laughs> back here all right i have appreciated or found a newfound appreciation for being home and that sounds crazy because a lot of people are like well how could you say that we were kind of forced to stay home but in a different way we all got the opportunity to come into work every day and we got a chance to not work from home and stay at yep. home but i have a new appreciation for just being home mm -hmm. and being okay with being home yeah mm -hmm. you know i think before our lives were really really crazy um, and I'm not sure that my life can ever go back to the same kind of schedule because you realize what you weren't getting to do, what you weren't getting to enjoy. And so it's it, that has just been for my husband and I both. It's just a nice yeah. appreciation of home. It slows life down. Yeah, mm. it is. You know, and, the, and everything else is faster paced. But now your personal life is slowing down mm -hmm. a little more because you were limited in what you could do. Like for me, it's like, I don't get as upset as I used to over the thing. Listen, if the old Chris were watching, 
this UK basketball season? Ooh, oh, look out. You might not have made it. I mean, I would not you have, might made, not it have made it. He might be in jail. Yeah. He might be in jail. And the, <laughs> the weather office may not even exist at this point. I mean, it may be in shreds. But, you know, now it's like, okay, you know what? We got bigger problems to deal with. Yeah. That's just. But isn't it amazing how much we've adapted, like even wearing a mask. Well, I know when that first started, I was like, are we going to have to wear a mask? Is, yeah, is everybody right? going to wear yeah. a mask? Yeah. And now it's just not even a thought. It, it, it really it is what isn't. you do. And now we're color coordinating our masks with our outfit. Oh, yeah, well, that was the first thing I thought about a long time ago was how do I get a good mask? And also finding the right mask that fits you properly and works for you is like a big deal. So and once this is over, what do we do with all the masks? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> But a lot you know? of people have made a lot of good money off of they them, have. so kudos to them exactly. for that. I remember, though, in the beginning when you couldn't really find masks, and oh, I yeah. remember going to some people that I knew that, you know, they were sewing them at the time, and now it's like you can pop onto any website, any yeah, store right. that you normally it's shop at has their own version of masks. So, yeah, that's really interesting how quickly people jumped on board with that for sure. Um, I'll count it as a blessing that I haven't lost a, a close friend yeah, or a family member yeah. to absolutely. COVID. And, yeah. uh, and, and as we have reported many times, you don't have to be 65 or 70 to lose your life nope. to COVID. You no. can be younger. Uh, you can be somebody who's very physically fit and had no problems. And so, uh, you know, my wife's parents are both closing in on 80 and thank goodness, knock on wood, they're healthy yeah and I know how much you value your parents oh, and Chris your your mom I mean yeah. it's it's uh, that's a, that's a blessing yeah my, my dad is yeah. a, a lung cancer survivor he's 72 um, and my mom is of age as well and so it, it weighed really heavy on us that we could not um, bear to think about if we would happen to take that home yeah. to them and and have to live with if something happened so you know in those very early months. I mean, we would go home and we would sit out in the yard with them and we wouldn't even hug them goodbye. Sure. Um, and it was really tough. Um, and they're fully vaccinated now. And I remember the day that they were both fully vaccinated. And I just, I still worry about them, but I just felt a little bit a come off relief, the shoulders, the shoulders, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, for them. And it was a, it was a, a joyous kind of moment because it was like this has been a really tough year and that was something to celebrate for them you know yeah no doubt um, about it same with my mom you know fully yeah you took your now. mom to get her. I took her to get out I took her to get her shot did you, know, you really a couple weeks ago absolutely and uh, we waited in line a little bit at the horse park but hey it was worth it you know yeah that's what it's about right there yeah well I hope that we have brought uh, good information timely information in a compassionate and respectful way uh, so many nights that we've been out here, Amber and Chris, yeah. that that's, that's been our mission is to make sure that people get the, get the facts, hopefully. I right? think that, um, you know, a lot of times maybe people think, well, we're just out here and, and we just, you know, read the news or whatever, but I hope that people get, especially about you and I, Sam, for that matter, is that we realized early on um, this was critical. You know, the information, you know, at that time it was um, afternoons with Andy at five that we were, you know, he was live every day at five and that has obviously since changed now to the four o'clock hour. But, um, you know, we gave up our entire newscast to be able mm -hmm. to bring our viewers exactly what the governor was saying. And in those early months, I mean, there were days, Sam, where, you know, it probably took you and I, if we went and kind of rehashed everything, another whole hour to go over everything. And, and you mm -hmm. feel this really, um, huge sense again of responsibility to get it right, um, make it digestible for our viewers, 
So because we had never been through this before, none of us have. No, and so there no. was a lot of information coming really quickly there um, in that beginning weekend, the next week, and then the months to follow. It's been a long year. It has, and you know, I, I, again, we you know just put on our Appalachia Rises telethon, and I'll use this again to say thank you to anyone who watched, um, who donated, and helped us raise an immense amount of money, more than a million dollars um, for flooding relief. But I, I said to um, Rocky Adkins when I was in Estill County, what more can Kentuckians take? You know, we're mm -hmm. in the middle of a global pandemic. We had back-to-back -back ice storms, right. flooding. Devastating flooding. We never know what's right around the corner for us in terms of weather, but you know, I said this about the people of that region, grit and grace, but I really think that that applies to most of Kentucky, that we all are born of a little bit of grit and we all have the ability to give one another a little bit of grace, and that's what pulls everybody through this. I think we'll look at, I know I will look at the world differently, and uh, if I get a chance to go to a home UK football yeah. game yeah. and tailgate a little bit, I'm going to think, you know what, this is kind of special. You're How value do we it. feel about I have a little bit of anxiety about going into crowds and going into, do yeah. I do, I yeah. have a little bit of anxiety about that. Um, I think it kind of depends on what the situation, you know, yeah. this is mid, almost mid-March, and so that's still many months away, so yeah. I think I think things are going to change a lot, hopefully even yeah. better. I don't know. Hopefully be everyone goes against the vaccine. Yeah. That way, you know, your anxiety level will drop mm -hmm. because, you know, it's all about it, you're going into, let's say we know the bunch here that we work with. If we all go to a game, we're like, oh, OK, you know, we work every day. We know we're all vaccinated at some point uh, before then. It's their big crowds. You're like, yeah, you're looking at the guy, you know, over beside eating a hot dog. And you're thinking, <laughs> all right, did yeah. he get, did, you know, did they get the vaccine or not? Yeah. Or the guy that turns around and coughs. Just absolutely some people call. Yeah, I mean, that's the nature absolutely. of it. You know, are you worried yeah. then? So yeah. I don't know. Not to wait and see. Great. Yeah. The next time I go somewhere and someone's eating a hot someone's dog, now a hot I'm going to look at them look because at me and think, great, Chris Bailey, says thanks. That. Well, we uh, we just want to take a moment and, um, like I said, we enjoy getting together and talk. And we just thought at the one-year mark, it was maybe a good chance to um, touch base with everyone. And thank you guys for joining us. And um, thank you for listening to Uniquely Kentucky. We'll see you next time.